Blog Talk Radio. Cheese on the OBP midweek coming at you in full effect, bringing you the latest in boxing news and boxing events, things that's going on in the sport we call the sweet, sweet science. I'm your guy, your host, Willis the King, starting it off. Um, we got... We had a lot going on last week or this earlier this week, you know, a few shots taken, a few questions asked, you know. Uh, we're going to stand by everything that I said. We're going to roll with it. R-N-S is real nigga spill. And that's what we do every time, especially me and when and when it comes to my man RC, we keep it 100 at all points. Before we get into boxing, man, uh, want to talk about something real quick that's been bothering me. Something else. Um, three years ago, four years ago, people were started wearing tights all the time to the gym under their under their um, basketball attire, under their gym attire, and I was the guy that was. I would never wear tights. You know, I used to wear tights when we played um, football on turf. That was about it. Anything else, you know, I'm tightless. Thought that was pretty gay. But as all of my basketball shorts from, you know, from 2000s and above, you know, I took good care of myself, got a good washing machine, uh, my wife likes to hang dry a lot of our stuff. So a lot of my clothes last a long time. In fact, you know, a lot of my jeans, if they're not super baggy, even my super baggy jeans, you know, I'm wearing my stuff from college and really high school. I might even got some tees and T-shirts from high school. I keep up with my stuff. My stuff is good, right? So, but as, you know, stuff starts falling apart, especially these Nike Nike basketball shorts, you know, one string gets popped, they're all falling loose your 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 uh your rope comes off in the middle and all that so you have to buy new shorts eventually you know i think as clothes get newer they're figuring that out they're getting whacker and they're not lasting as long so i find myself having to wear tight and and feel very uncomfortable about it but the point of the matter is that these shorts are getting too damn short and I'm scared that my balls are going to fall out you know back in the day we used to have the Jordan shorts nice and baggy over the knee 
you know, I still want to hoop with my and, and lift weights with my shorts going over my knees. So when I sit back to do a a push up, I mean not a push up, a a, a bench press, or I kick kick the dumbbells up real quick to do some uh, seated um, shoulder press that my shorts don't come all the way to my thigh and my balls hang out, you know, just in case you never know what kind of, you know, when I go work old shorts, my old drawers with the hole on the side, right? And at any false move and the shorts are so high, my ball might fall out. I don't want to be kicked out the club. So now I got to wear tights, you know, I know my man, I'm going to bring my boy, I know I'm going to bring my boy RC in, and he's a tight guy. He's been wearing tights for the longest. And, you know, I never really say anything, but just to me, I never really felt like a tight guy. That's just, you know, that was just me. But now I understand why you've got to. These shorts, I got a, I got an extra large. It damn near went to the end of my quad, and it was tight as hell. I'm like, what the hell are these? But I gotta wear them because my other shit ain't they, they my two thousand joints they they gone. It's been eighteen years. So like my jumpmans they they just all breaking down. Man, I got like one left that is baggy enough. And I I can understand when you're on the scene, you know, when you're at the club or something. Yeah, you might want to be a little tight. I I I'll go for the Europe, European look when I'm out on the club, you know, to to show why I'm working out, but. When I'm working out, I don't want my balls loose, man. So now I'm one of those guys wearing tights, and it doesn't really feel good when I put these on, man. So I just wanted to say that, um, you know, just so y'all can get a glimpse into the world of Willa the King on this OBP midweek show. So let's get to it. title of this show is When the Best Fight is on Friday Night. That's not a good thing. But it is a good thing for us, man, because boxing is in full effect. You know, last uh, on the main show, I think we did it on Monday, uh, my man RC, he came on. You know, he's a really, he's a big baby Miller guy. He doesn't really like to admit it, but he is. He's admitted it before. This was his guy. He sort of soured on him. But as, as human beings, once you really like a guy, you probably really like him. He ain't lost. So there's no reason for him not really to like him. So he likes him. That's why he was sort of hyped about this zone fight that they've got going on on uh on Saturday. This is including uh one of our one of my favorite boxers in the game right now, Clarissa Shields. And I think the Lovable Belugers fighting some guy and a couple other guys. So we've got it's a pretty good card, but it's nothing too serious. But the fight of the fucking weekend, I think me personally, is on ESPN Friday night. That's when Maurice Hooker puts his WBO junior welterweight title up against Alex Saucedo. Um, We're going to talk about this. We're going to get all of that. PBC, I mean, Fox, PBC, they uh, had the press conference, had all their boxes. Oh, it looked good. Looks like, you know, when it comes to the zone and PBC, we see where the stars are. You know, and I didn't even see, like, Broner. I don't know. Uh, you know, there was guys that weren't, you know, they didn't even see up there. Um, but PBC and, and and Big Daddy Al, they got it going on. So, um, but before we get into the boxing talk, I'm going to take it to my main guy, 
the guy that took the first that took the first shots last night before I can even get the shots ready. Uh, well, the shots were ready before I could get home and get them popped out. RC had already let them loose, and that's what that's what I love about them. That's why we are the tag team champions of this boxing media podcast. All that, all the above, man. So let me take it to Central Cali to my main man out there on the West Coast, RC. RC, what's popping, my man? Oh man, I'm just, I'm just chilling. I'm kicking it at the crib right now. Uh, I had the, the day to myself after some bullshit going on at the DMV today. So you know, a whole bunch of nonsense about them trying to hustle me for some bullshit that they made a mistake on as far as registration for my new vehicle. And, you know, so I had the whole day dealing with that nonsense. Uh, and and uh, just uh, been chilling for the last two hours now. But um, I really like the what grinds Willis gears before you start your show with a little openly monologue because you did it last week and then you did it today. And I like that. I like it. I think from someone who complains as much as myself does about little things, uh, I think you should uh, should keep that should keep that thing going. Uh, but you already know, your man do it on the trigger, put him in a scope, and sometimes I might just be a little bit uh, loose triggered, happy triggered, heavy foot, whatever you want to call it, on the gas. You know, if it's somebody in sight, you might have wanted to take a more silent approach as far as a shot from the range, but I might just pop off with a with a pistol and give up our cover real quick. Uh, no no response whatsoever because, uh, you know, it's probably best that uh, that uh, DBN doesn't want to say anything back because when it comes to the war, to war, war, the war of words, it, it, it's, it's hard for me to let loose and pull back because I could take a comedic level to something that is just completely flipping the script on somebody. I was hoping that he had something to say, but, you know, he's probably too busy putting the camera in front of his face, um, you know, doing his best that he possibly paying. can to act like. Yeah, You're paying, yeah, uh, you know? probably ty- Taiwanese prostitutes. Um, I don't know oh, if you yeah. ever watch. I never know if you ever watch this channel, which I do, which is, you know, which it is what it is, you know. Some people pay to play, some people don't. I, I, I could care less, but you know, no, I don't I'm, know if you've seen it. I'm with you on that. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, he, he, he probably uh, is hoping for a surprise Taiwanese prostitute. If that's your case, get a get a quick fix and you get a workout buddy right after. I don't know, but you know, nonetheless, once you had told me about the whole situation that happened, I felt like I was uh, a little too polite on the main show, which we keep some sort of professionalism around here as best as we can. I don't really try to uh, never step on anybody's toes or never going too far out of bounds, but we will take a dive into the deep end. So, um, you know, when it comes to the way dudes just uh, get a little full of themselves sometimes, you know, um, we got a voice just as much as anybody else out there in the boxing media. So if anybody wants to take some shots, you know, I I come from the old old lineage of if you want to go low, I go lower, so um, we'll just let that go, but uh, I'll, I'll let him do his thing and do his best to act like uh, the viewing audience of millennials that he has that, uh, that that gives him the thumbs up and encouragement to do silly things like eating scorpions and, 
and uh, and Taiwan and all that funny stuff, that's okay. Me, I would never eat insects like that or whatever you want to call scorpions. You know, I'm good off that. I, I don't I don't need to, to 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 appease people and do silly things on camera like that to to you know get viewership or thumbs up or oh man you're crazy bro. So I'd rather just do stuff that you know rubs people the wrong way as far as um, you know, and, you know, making fun of the gay Rams cheerleader or something like that, as far as the fan base of Los Angeles goes. But, uh, but other than that, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, just chilling here at the crib. I was ready to uh, hop on this all day, so I'm glad to be here. I know there's a whole lot of shit going on in boxing right now that we could just put our hand in the hat and randomly decide which one's gonna come out first, because there's a whole lot of shit that was. Announced from PBC and fights coming up this weekend and all that good stuff. And, and yeah, let me just clarify one thing real quick. I was a fan of Jarrell Big Baby Miller. I like anybody who has a, a certain genetic gloss uh, of coming out with their own charisma because everybody wants to make their own brand. And if you have the charisma and uh, the colorful attributes that you could put uh, together on camera and, uh, and things like that when it comes to Jarrell Miller, I like that about him. But, you know, uh, I, I fell off board with Jarrell Miller when uh, he started, uh, you know, I, I do say go low and uh, I'll go lower, but I would never, you know, pass on the G code or anything like that, talking about, you know, Wilder's woman and stuff like that and, you know, and all the insinuations and stuff like that kind of just threw me off. Like, yeah, you want to make a fight, but, you know, I was never even a fan of Adrian Broner's uh, stuff that he did with Polly's ex-girlfriend at the time. Funny, yeah. But if I was in the same situation, I might have to, you know, I might have, have to pull an old Italian uh, uh, job in and uh, break some legs and shit like that when it comes to certain things like that. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I'm cool, calm, and collecting, having me a, a little drink here and uh, just put some in the air. And I'm ready to go because we got, we got a lot of stuff going on this week, Willis. But I hope, uh, uh, I hope all is good on your side. And uh, let's keep these good vibes moving with this conversation and boxing that we got, man. Just glad there ain't no Canelo news. Ugh. <laughs> oh, there's all there's uh, always Canelo news. Uh, but hey, man, take the shots when you need it. You always appreciate it, uh, RC. Hopefully, you can get your uh, pesos together and make it out here to Dallas in March. And we'll show you a real good time and real big booties. But let's let's uh Ooh. Let's, let's switch it up to boxing. I know you have I know big booties isn't your thing, but I'm gonna probably I'm gonna try to switch you up, man. I'm trying to show you something for real. So let's uh let's let's take it to the fight of the week, man. We're start off with the with the, fi- with the fight of the week. Um my man, Maurice Hooker, taking on Alex Saucedo. Uh, out there in Oklahoma City on Friday night for his WBO super lightweight title. Uh, we remember, I remember Corey Hooker uh, fighting a couple of times. I think I've seen him in Madison Square Garden a couple of times. He's been boxing, he's been doing his thing. Um, but he really got my respect. Uh, earlier this year, when he went over to the UK and whooped uh, and whooped Terry Flanagan's ass for that vacant WBO 
um, super lightweight title. And, uh, at the, you know, Maurice Hooker went over there. I didn't think he was going to win. thought he was going to disappoint America and all African-Americans, like a lot of guys go over there and do. They go over there and get embarrassed by these U.K. guys. And Maurice did none of that. I think he was getting worked. I, I don't remember exactly how the fight went. I think it was, it was close, and it looked like maybe he was about to lose, and he came and whooped his ass, so he got the split decision. I just remember walking out of there being like, hey, Maurice Hooker is my guy, and whenever he fights again, I'm fucking with him. Then when it comes to young Alex Saucedo, uh, young, I don't know if he's Mexican or American, but he's representing OKC. And I saw him uh, on the undercard, uh, I think in OKC. Yeah, that's when uh, I think it was OKC, maybe uh, earlier this year. And he had a bloodbath, I believe, with some guy. I don't even know who it was. But he was out there swinging and, and bringing everything he had in front of the home crowd. Made a fan of me. I said, I've got to watch this guy again. So I think both of these guys, as I'm looking at it, both of these guys fought in June. Five months later, they're, they're coming up to fight each other. Um, Saucedo has such a big following. Um, in Oklahoma City that, guess where the fight is? Back at Chesapeake Arena, downtown Oklahoma City, which I used to live with, used to fuck with it. So everybody, I used to live in downtown Oklahoma City. So uh, shout out to Bricktown, all the people out there. It was real trash when I was out there, but I heard it's building up. And they did have some hoes out there. But, hey, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to this fight. We know Hooker likes to, he'll get them brawls. And we know that Saucedo is a brawler. He's coming with that straight Mexican style with a little bit of American flair. I like both of these guys, man. Um, you know, making, making a pick is going to be hard to do, but I think Hooker is the more seasoned. He's a little older. I think he might be a little stronger guy. But, you know, Saucedo is 28-0, 18 KOs. Um. And he's KO'd the last couple of guys. And my man Maurice Hooker is a 24-0, 16 KOs, three draws, uh, which is crazy. And he's been, uh, you know, his knockouts the last couple of fights ain't been too, ain't been too good. Uh, he hasn't been knocking them out, but he has been fighting the better competition. Um Except for a guy that was 41 and 20. But besides that, Maurice Hooker, a.k.a. Mighty Mo, I'm looking for him to win this fight, uh, probably by knockout uh, because Saucedo's coming. You're going to have to knock him out, I think, to win. And that's what I like about Saucedo. Um, either way this goes, as long as these guys both fight, um, I think they can both win. I think they can both come up on a Friday night fight or a Friday night fight on ESPN and make people, you know, feel them, uh, make people look forward to seeing them again. I think, I think um, both guys did that their last fight. 
and they have a chance to capitalize with the guy that's winning this, you know, being the WBO champion and going on to, you know, bigger, better things. So, you know, I have this as the fight of the week, of the weekend, and it's on a Friday night, which is a shame, but that's just how it goes. Um, RC, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I know you know about Hooker. I'm not sure if you're very familiar with Saucedo because he wasn't really that big of a name. He's not really that big of a name. I just remember him going through a war when he was at home in Oklahoma City. Um, And I'm pretty sure that was the fight. Yeah, you saw that fight because that was the fight with our guy Baby Morris, right? Baby Morris might have fought in that fight um, in Oklahoma City. In fact, uh, I'm not sure about that, but I think I think that's the fight where Baby Morris was out there. He knocked somebody out. He might be from the area, and uh, or maybe it was the other one because I think he's got. Um, are, are you excited about this fight? Do you think it is the the fight of the week? Uh, you know, and, and what, how do you see it going? Mm, I do remember vivid with uh, recollection of uh, both gentlemen, uh, obviously favoring Hooker in this fight. Um, I, I think that it's going to be a hometown letdown at the Chesapeake Arena in Oklahoma. Uh, but well, the week, I can well, Maurice Hooker is from Dallas, Texas, which is an hour away. So yeah, boy. be looking for both guys to have a, a, a big following. If he, you know, Dallas is right down the street. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and the fan base of Dallas probably looking for the next champion to hang their hats on because the Cowboys it ain't it this year, Chief. But um, I, I think it's, it's, it's uh, definitely a pretty good fight stylistically. Um, you know, I was thinking knockout would be coming in this fight. In fact, early stoppage because of the, the styles from both fighters. You know, it seems like it'll be a phone booth at times, a little bit of rock'em, sock'em. But I think Hooker will be smart enough to not let himself get uh, too comfortable in that phone booth. So uh, I think he'll I think he'll uh, end up using his better judgment when it comes to trying to appease the fans and uh, just be a showstopper as far as uh, uh, upsetting the hometown. But fight of the week, I probably – uh, I see where you're coming with that, but I, for me, my personal fight of the week will be on the undercard of this zone when it comes to Gabby Rosado and uh, uh, Luis Arias. Uh, those who don't really, everyone knows Gabby Rosado for all the wars he's been in and uh, lovable losers, things people say, but uh, he puts on a good, he puts on an entertaining fight nonetheless. And Luis Arias, a guy that people probably don't really have any recollection towards, is uh, the gentleman who was talking all the nonsense to Danny Jacobs that he had in a fight two years ago. Or, no, uh, it was actually last year. It was actually last year around this time. About a week ago last year when he fought Danny Jacobs. Um, and uh, Loud Mouth Dude, uh, him and Rosado been having some good trash talk back and forth. They got ten racks on it each. So, um, I'll look forward to that one. I think that was going to have uh, uh, some of the stuff that, that, that made, I wouldn't say a boring fight from the Jacobs fight with Arias. I just think that uh, Rosado will be more more so willing to take more risk and that could lead for a better fight. But none of, but either or, uh, 1A and 1B, or however you want to call it. But, uh, no, it, it definitely is worthy um, of, of what they got going on on ESPN, um, opposed to, you know, just own headlining Jarrell Big Baby Miller against who is who, you know. Uh, Clarissa Shields was supposed to be fighting Christina Hammer on this card. 
but Christina Hammer, for whatever reason, had some sort of health issues and uh, wasn't able to make it after dealing with all her nonsense as far as the visa to come fight in the U.S. So it took a little bit of air out of the fight for me when it comes to the card, but um, I could definitely see uh, the ESPN main event as you're speaking of with Hooker. Uh, uh, him really taking probably still on the show if it comes out to be a fight as, as highly anticipated as you're expecting and and I think that it could be in the fantasy it stylistically to be, it could definitely steal the show for that night. And uh, even though, you know, DeZone's coming out with uh, their great camera and angles and all that nonsense that they got going on. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's definitely worthy of it. And if I had to pick somebody I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Hooker by 12-round unanimous – or a 12-round – yeah, I'll say unanimous decision. I don't think it should be anything close. But it, 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 could, uh, it could definitely sway some of the – poor judging boxing fans perspective who will be on the other side of the fence, I think. So there'll be a little bit of, you know, here and there, give and take. I just don't think that it's going to be uh, so one-sided because if it was, that's when either or gentleman's risking the chance of looking up at the lights and really blowing a pretty good opportunity for making some money down the road. I think this fight will be, um, will be is a fight that if, you want to show somebody some boxing and you want them to get excited about boxing. I'm willing to put money down that this will be the fight. Cause like I said, I can't, it's like, I don't remember exactly how Saucedo won the last fight, but it was blood and guts. He might've been knocked down. In fact, I think he was knocked down. I wish I could remember. Should have did a little more research, but that's why we're the outsiders. We, we, we ain't doing that much research. But I remember him being bloody, and I, I'm I'm 100% sure I know that I came out and was like, okay, I fuck with this guy. You know, because OKC, like I said, I, I lived out there, and I got shown nothing but love out there. The people are beautiful. People are nice. Um, it's got a lot of Indians out there, so you think they're Mexican, but they ain't Mexican. A lot of Mexicans out there. It goes down out there in OKC. It's a, I mean, pr- the people are pretty cool. So I, I remember saying, hey, I fuck with Saucedo, and he's fighting. So, so I'm damn near willing to say this could be uh, a fight of the year. And uh, we're, we're going to see. And we're going to see. So that's on ESPN on Friday night. And um, so we'll go to the next uh, the fight on Saturday. Uh, there's a few other fights. Uh, we might talk about them at the end, but nothing too, too serious going on. But um, the zone, my car. Uh, it was supposed to have, like you said, uh, Christa Shields on there. But as I'm looking at the TV schedule, it looks like she's been bumped off TV. She's uh, putting all her belts up uh, against some girl, some woman named uh, Hannah Rankin. You know, she has the IBA, WBA, and WBC uh, middleweight belts. So I think, you know, she's got two two legit belts. Uh, uh, shields that she's putting up. So uh, that's not, you know, we're. I guess we're not going to catch that one. Um, but the main event, <coughs> Big Baby Miller, twenty and zero versus uh, versus uh, Bogdan Denu, eighteen and zero, fourteen KOs for the vacant WBA regular title. Um, you also got. Gabriel Rosado, like you said, against uh, Ariza, Arias. Uh, 
Arias, yep, however you say that. And then uh, right. also we've got Bam Bam Rios, 34-4 and four against uh, Alvarez, 23-4. and four. Um, on that card, I don't. I don't think none of these guys are fighting for really anything. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and let you start talk about this card, man. You were sort, you know, you said it was gonna be a pretty good card. It uh, looks like you know the Rosado uh, Arias uh, Arias fight is what you're looking for forward to. Uh, we got a couple of uh, guys that have taken beatings, Rosado uh, Rosado and Arias, uh, and I mean Arias and Rios. And uh, we got two undefeated heavyweights on this. So, you know, not a bad card, but uh, go ahead and uh, tell the people about this card, man, and who you got in these fights. Mm, well, you know, for, for starters, of course, uh, of course, the Shield's going to be hard. To, uh, it's going to be hard for her to find any kind of competition as far as in that upper echelon level that she was sort of expected to be seen. Uh, when it comes to Christina Hammer, that's probably the only woman that could uh, bring her out to deep water, even though she did get dropped her last fight by uh, a who's who in the division. I know it wasn't Tori Wilson. It had to be the fighter before. I can't really remember off the top of my head, but that was not a good look for Clarissa Shields, even though she has all the talent in the world as being a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Um, I expect her to definitely not show anything like that in this fight. You can't do that. Um, so I think that, you know, fucking train. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the, <laughs> here we go. You know, I know The Walking Dead's an old show. I don't really watch TV shows like that. But Brandon Rios, Walking Zombie, Night of, Li- Night of the Living Rios. I can't believe he's back awake and walking around. He's still in the ring. <sighs> after what Danny Garcia did to him, and which is probably knockout of the year if I had to put a vote in right now. He's in there. You mean against, the one uh, where you mean the one where he punched him and then he, like, waited a second and fell out? That one? Yeah, that one where his head turned in, like, three different spots before he did a little English on the mat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Danny Garcia put it on him. But, you know, Brandon Rios, eh, you know, Sad story, guy who had a little bit of momentum not too long ago. If you, those who remember the guy crying in the ring when he lost to Max Kellerman, when he said he looked like a punching bag after the Manny Pacquiao fight, and he was like, oh, oh, what the fuck, guy? I look like a punching bag? Fucking baby. Um, but whatever. Get your money. Get your money. Get your money. I'll never... Uh, um, opposed to any of that, but this is the zone. The zone has a few things, a few good things going, and a few bad things as far as viewership wise for me trying to watch a Brandon Rios fight. But the good part about it is, it's, it's taking care of guys, so that's the positive to look at it from. But as far as like all the other stuff goes, we boxing fans know what time it is. You know, fucking uh, Robert Guerrero is coming out of retirement to fight. Who's hyped about that? Same type of deal that goes for the likes of Brandon Rios. Um, but the battle between two B-level fighters, between Arias and uh, Rosado, a lot of trash talking going on there. Looks like it ha- might have a good buildup. I give Arias one thing when Rosado was talking about his experience, as he liked to say. 
uh, Arya said, you know, I'll give you three L's, but but 11? Goddamn. You know? <laughs> that kind of shuts down a little bit of that big tough guy talk that, that Gabrizato uh, likes to do. Um, and I got Luis Arias coming away with the W on this fight, too. So I'm going Larissa Shields decision, Brandon Rios decision, Arias unanimous decision, if not stoppage by the poor skin texture and scar tissue that Gabrizato obtains on both sides of his face. And the main event, Sherelle, Big Baby Miller. And what's the guy's name that, that Miller's fighting? I forgot uh, off the top of my head. Right. I don't have my papers here with me. What's his name? Bog- Bogdan Denu. Bogdan Denu. Who the fuck is that guy? Never heard of him in my life. Never heard of this fucking guy in my life. But I bet Eddie Hearn, uh, you know, close friends with him, gave him a couple of tune-ups here and there. But you're real big, baby Miller. This is a, this is um, a showcase fight for him. The best part about this fight is, is uh, he was excited to sign with Zizone, and then once he found out that he couldn't get the Joshua fight immediately, probably like Eddie Hearn promised him. You know, he seems like a disgruntled employee for DAZN right now. He's been on uh, record for talking shit about Eddie Hearn, even though he's fighting for him right now. (laughs) So I think he's got a two-fight or a three-fight deal that he's just going to get these out of the way. But I think this is just a fight that is getting him put over, leading him towards the fight with uh, Dillian White. And then I think that's where Eddie Hearn probably wants to finish him off. Big portion of the boxing fans out there uh, where a poll was done between who do they think would win between Jarrell Big Baby Miller and Dillian White. And astonishing, it was about an 84% to 16% in the favor of Dillian White. Now, look, I'm not the biggest fan of Dillian White. The boxing fans out there that think Dillian White gives Deontay Wilder problems, I slap the shit out of them. There's fans out there who are Eddie Hernan's Joshua Nuthuggers that actually want a rematch with Dillian White and Anthony Joshua, which was finished in about five rounds, I think, last time they fought. Makes no sense to me. But I think that this is all moving forward with bigger plans. Obviously, Clarissa Shields is going to get the hammer fight coming late, uh, early next year, if anything, uh, with Shields and Hammer. Uh, Brandon Rios, he's just there. You know, he's just there. He's just a bystander. His opponent is even further there in back of the building somewhere. Uh, Arias and Arias and Rios are still the show and Jarrell Big Baby Miller is just a big he's big and strong, but he ain't got no pop. So I think that um Jarrell Miller will take his opponent out uh by a decision as well. Not many I don't think there's gonna be knockouts for this for this card on the zone. I think they're gonna uh, have extended time, and people that are going to be working the concession stands are going to be making a whole lot of skrilla over there because they're going to have a whole lot of time to get a whole lot of stuff sold, especially when it comes to alcoholic beverages as long as people are going to have to endure this whole round-by-round-by-round-by-round-by-round by round by round by round type of a fight. So um, I'll be surprised if there's a knockout on any one of these cards. The only one I could imagine being a knockout would be Brandon Rios probably, you know, 
putting him together, and they try to rebuild him as best as he can with an early referee stoppage. But that's about it. I think it has the potential to be a B-plus level type of a card. Uh, and, uh, of course, having the women's movement of boxing with Clarissa Shields on there is always a plus that's going to bring a wider audience fan. But as far as the level of competition, this is all B-level players. And Clarissa um, Shields, I give her an A. She's an A-level player. You know, uh, but for the most part, I don't see a whole lot of a whole lot a lot of about this one. You might be right as far as if Arias and and Rosado don't live up to the live up to the trash talk that these guys have, and if they're bouncing checks, then the main event and the stealing of the show of the boxing weekend will be over on ESPN, my man. Well, you know, looking at this card. Uh, like you said, there's only one top level fighter, and like I'm saying, I don't you, she I don't know if she's gonna even be on TV. That's I, I don't see her on this. I know she's supposed to fight the, the for those and that uh, opponent, but she ain't on this list. So we're gonna see how that goes. But she's the only A fighter uh, on this card, and on the undercard, only one guy is coming off a win, and that's Rosado, who beat uh like Tapia, Glenn Tapia, <laughs> uh, old-ass Glenn Tapia, right? So, um, yeah, I think this is almost – I don't know. I don't even know if this is something that's that's even worth watching, to tell you the truth. This is something to me that I'll probably check out after the fact, um, depending on what I got going on. If I'm at the crib just chilling, I'll uh, check it out. But, you know, Brandon Rios, uh, he just got knocked out. His last fight was against uh, Danny Garcia. He got his ass knocked out. That was a year and a half ago, uh, uh, more than a year and a half ago. Um, Ramon Alvarez. Uh, well, I lied. Ramon Alvarez is <laughs> is coming. I, I lied about Ramon Alvarez. He's coming off three wins against guys that are 10 and 4, 40 and 10, 31 and 10. He got a draw against a guy that was 31-10. I guess they had to rematch. He won the split decision. Uh, so he's fighting Mexicans out here. Um, him, himself, being from Mexico. Uh, yeah. I don't know about this at all. Brandon Rios might get knocked out. Uh, well, this guy's got 27 wins, 16 KOs. So he's he's really not knocking anybody out. Who knows? That just seems like a bum fest. I'm not I'm not interested in that at all. Uh Gabriel Rosado, uh the lovable loser, how we used to call him on the old show. Uh he talks good and he thinks he's the best, but like like your boy said, eleven eleven losses, four KOs, got slept four times, uh lost to Murray, lost to Monroe Junior. Uh Claudie, Charlo, Quillen, you know, Golovkin, you know, Derek Ennis, Alfred Angulo, Guerrero, you know, hey, I, I don't, he's, I guess he talks a lot. He's like that guy. What's the white guy that's in the UFC that talks a lot of shit, but he just gets his ass whooped all the time? He might have been good. He might have been on like the first, uh, 
Tough Enough or whatever the uh, called. And he has a podcast. Well, He's an old dude. He just talks shit. Oh, Chell Sonnen. Chell Sonnen. Yeah, Chell yeah, Sonnen. Dog. Yeah, he, like, Gabriel, you know, he, he talks like Floyd, but he's got all the mail. <laughs> right. That's, and that's, yeah, that's, that's what Rosado is. I don't know if Rosado is, you know, is as popular as Sonnen, but that's what he is. He's a guy that talks a lot, and he, and you want to see him fight until you remember, and you see, you realize it every time the bell rings that he just really ain't that good. So, uh, and uh, Arias, decent fighter. Um, he's coming off the L, I think, to Danny yeah, Jacobs, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a scrappy dude, you know. He's a, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he went bit, for a little, little bit. He said the same for. Yeah, but yeah, but he only had yeah he only has this one L. He talks a lot, but he's eighteen. Eighteen wins with nine KOs. He's not knocking anybody out. So, you know, Rosado has a chance, but he's probably just going to get outboxed. So, um, Brandon Rios, I don't know. I can't even. I don't even know. That's just a bum off. Uh. <clears throat> Ariza, I mean, Arias, I don't know, I keep on saying Rick. Arias, Rosado, uh, I think uh, Arias is going to uh, going to uh, outbox him. Um, this guy, Arias, is, is, is pretty good. He's not horrible. Um, Danny Jacobs would have knocked out uh, Rosado, I believe. Uh, and then the main event. Big Baby Miller um, going against some guy from, uh, is it Croatia, Romania. He's been knocking out. Well, what he, he has been knocking out, boy, so he's probably got some kind of pop. He's coming off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight straight stoppages. Looks like out the last 15 fights, 14 of them were, they've been stoppages. So this guy looks like he's 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 uh, at least punching hard. And Big Baby Miller is trash. So I'm going with Bogdan, the new for the KO. Big Baby Miller is going going to get knocked out by a bomb, and hopefully this will be the end of this will be the end of all this nonsense, and we don't have to worry about a whack ass fight between him and White. White will probably kill him. And maybe I'm hating on Big Baby Miller. I don't know why. It's just like he came in. I think that's what it was. He came in just hating on another brother for no reason, caping for Eddie Hearn. Now he getting the lube done to him, you know, caping for the man, and the man got you at the end. You know, so sometimes you get what you deserve. Miller isn't horrible. He isn't a horrible fighter. He just has no power. Even though he did, did he knock out the last guy and he was talking about he had power? Let me see. Uh, yeah, yeah, he I knocked up. Yeah, he lost off Adamick. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I, I'm looking at it now. He locked out uh, Adamick, and he was acting like he had power. Adamick, who had, uh, who was on his 58th fight. So, um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, this whole card is like, uh, you know, I'm going to probably watch him Saturday. I probably ain't got shit going on, so I'll be at the crib. I'll probably end up watching these on the uh, on the hookup, and just let me know, RC, if if the the special effects and the the 4K TV look, you know, makes these um, fight any better than they actually are. Uh, which I think this card is a C 
C plus card. Well, I'm not the card is I'm probably C minus card. It might be it, you might can get some action. It might be some good fights, but you know, bum fights can be good fights, but they're still bum fights. You know what I'm saying? And this is yeah. this is third yeah, tier. This uh, is third tier boxing. This is third yeah. tier. You got the superstars. You got guys like Maurice Hooker and the second level guys. Then you've got uh, Gerald Miller. This is under, yeah. You even got, you got the superstars. You got those guys. You even got, like, women boxing up there in that second tier right now. These guys are under women's boxing. They should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you know, if, if uh, Christina Hammer was on the card, then I would subscribe to uh, zone so I could see some of that HD on that fine body that Miss. Christina Hammer possesses, but other than that, no, I'm not going to subscribe. Hey, it might be too much. You might see that that you might see a lump in the throat. It might be too close. Cut it out. Stop that. Stop being so disingenuous. Uh, But, no, I'm not going to subscribe to it. I'll just be on the hookup myself and uh, definitely be checking these ones out for sure. Uh, It's a a good weekend for – for for boxing, I guess we we stay busy. We get to find out a little bit more which direction the heavyweight division's going and with Jarrell Miller, because uh, you know if he does lose, that's a really big that's a really big drop off for uh, potential B level opponents for the top dogs in the heavyweight division. I'm, I actually want Jarrell Miller to win, so we could actually see probably Miller get in the ring with uh, Luis King Kong Ortiz. Or uh, it, it really don't matter. But the guys that are in the back half of the, the top five, uh, the five through ten level guys are going to be getting in there with a guy like Ortiz or, or uh, you know, Parker's kind of thrown out the picture now. But that kind of puts White up there more. So, yeah, you know, either way, it, it just makes more interesting for the heavyweight division, the outcome of this main event fight with Jarrell Miller. So uh, that's uh, there's implications going into this fight uh, as far as what's next. So I'm looking forward to that more than anything. Yeah, uh, they are fighting for, what did I say they were fighting for? Some kind of regular championship, but I think it's WBA. And if it is, no, no, WBO. So they are fighting for the WBO uh, championship. Hey, RC, you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Oh, okay. This shit, this shit tripping. No, no, I got it. It, it, it came back. I don't want to make sure. But yeah, they are fighting for the WBO. No, did I call that right? My fault. No, they are. I'm tripping. I was reading it wrong. They're fighting for the WBA regular heavyweight title. So nobody really cares about the WBA. Um, so yeah, who cares about that shit? But let's take it to to the big fight news that came out this week. Uh, Fox. And um, PBC got together, you know, signed that big deal or whatnot. And they announced, they had a little press conference, uh, made a little news. And they announced they announced a lot of fights coming up, um, which are starting, I think, in December, uh, Charlo versus Willie Monroe Jr. Is that the motherfucker's name? Yeah, let me get to where we were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jamal Charlo versus Willie Monroe uh, in the Barclays. Um, then they've got uh, Jose Uzcategui versus Caleb Plant. Uh, 
out there in L.A. They announced yep. Keith Thurman versus Josecito Lopez uh, at the Barclays uh, in January. They announced uh, at the Armory uh, Anthony Durrell versus Avini at Yildrum. Yildrum. Avini Yildrum. I don't know who that is. Um, out there in Minneapolis. That's going to be a showtime fight. Let me see what the hell this is for. That's for the WBC super middleweight title. So that's a pretty big fight. Let's go back. I was cheating everybody. Let's go back to see what any of these fights are for. What's this Uzzetti versus Callum Plant? It's for the WB, no, for the IBF super middleweight title. That's a big fight. Was the first one, Charlo versus Monroe. I think that's not for anything. Uh, yeah, interim. So that's not for anything, but we all know Charlo's coming up, trying to feast. So we're talking about championship fights. Darrell, we know Porter versus Lopez is for the uh, the W. No, the, yeah, the WBA. Uh, nobody cares about that, Keith. Like I said before. Um, but that's for one. You got Sean Porter against uh, you guys. Uh, pretty good fight. Uh, I, that's for the WBC uh, welterweight title. Earl Spence versus Mikey Garcia, uh, March 16th in Dallas for the IBF welterweight title. Uh, Caleb Truax against Peter Quillen. Uh, for just uh, that's not that's just for a come up. Um, Truax is the guy who Truax beat somebody, didn't he? Isn't he the light skinned guy? Or he had a tough, tough fight against. Um, Oh yeah, Caleb Truax had that. He had that uh, upset of the year last year against uh, against uh, James DeGill, but then the rematch, he he, he yeah, gave yeah. up that strap that he just as soon as he picked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. So yeah, he got Truax. They're trying to come back, and also uh, the worst Garcia, Danny Garcia, fighting against uh, Adrian Granado for nothing at all. Um, TBA, they don't even know where that one's going to be, but that's going to be April 20th, January, February, March, April. That's fourth month, 20. I see this guy. <laughs> I see this guy. What the hell is that? Is that a cat? Or are you making some noise back there? <coughs> but it's not. Yeah. Danny's, gonna... yeah. Danny's out here on 420. Danny's beat the shit out that man. He's selling, they're selling weed now, having events on 420. You know, he might have something up his sleeve. We'll see. Because um, I'm sure you can smoke weed. Well, you can smoke weed after your pee test after the fight, more than likely. Uh, we see guys like Mike Tyson firing up um, Conor McGregor. Everybody looks like weed is coming, is, is becoming a, you know, a little, little more accepted. And as we know, the most racist man in boxing, um, Danny Garcia's dad, uh, Angel Garcia said that after he gets Whoa. his ass whooped again, they're gonna start. They're gonna start selling weed, man. So, Whoa, hey, man. we're talking about Big Daddy Al. Hey, we're talking about Big Daddy Al. You know, making big things happen. You know, these are some pretty good fights, and uh, I guess one of them is pay per view, and that is the uh, the the uh, Spence Garcia fight. Um, so. Eddie Hearn, they're talking about making all this, this stuff happen, and I got to give them credit. You know, if you look every weekend on the schedule, the zone is on this motherfucker. The zone every weekend, like eight fights. 
you know, not a fights, but a lot of fucking fights every weekend. The zone, the zone, the zone, the zone, the zone, the zone. So, you know, much love, much respect to that. But they're also UK fighters that nobody even really gives a shit about most of the time. And bum offs when we're seeing, you know, the best fighter being Clarissa Shields. She may or may not be on the fight card. And the rest of them is just almost damn near bum off. So, um, these are some good ass fights. They're not necessarily the fights that we want to see, but there's a lot of uh, metal. There's a lot of uh, prestige on the on the line for these fights, and I think this is pretty big, man. We got a lot of boxing, you know, from now until April. Yeah, there's a lot going on for sure, and uh, uh, seeing the cards up right now, the the day after we did our our regular show on Monday, so the shit wish we could have talked about it then, but we still got time now, and um, yeah, a lot of them were put out there, and you know, not a not a um, not the biggest of marquee fights as you mentioned, like with Charlo and uh, and um, Willie Monroe, things like that. We kind of know how a lot of those fights are going, and. Furthermore, we know exactly how the fight's going for the one that's going to be coming out of people's pockets for pay-per-view. Uh, glad to just get some clar- clarification and and all that good stuff that comes along with it as far as uh, what we got building into 2019. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I think it's a, a, a good pickup fight for Keith Thurman coming back because they were talking about Keith Thurman possibly getting right in the ring with Sean Porter, not going to happen. Um, that's definitely not going to happen. Um, I believe it's uh, uh, who's, Sean Porter. Does he got uh, Uskatagi, or who is he in the, he's going up against? Yeah, he's, he's I think it's uh, Ugas. Yeah, he's going against yeah, Ugas, which is a pretty, uh, you got, which is a pretty good fight. Yeah, I like that fight. I think that Sean Porter might have a, a, a – he better bring an extra lunch pound on that fight for the style of that fight. It might be a little rough on him um, as far as things that he likes to do in the ring. So I like that one. That one intrigued me a lot, being the first title defense for uh, – or first fight with the green strap under his waistline for uh, Sean Porter. Uh, Keith Thurman, pretty good pick-me-up fight against uh, the Riverside Rocky, Jose uh, – Jose Cito Lopez, I'm sorry. Uh, he, he had a, a – well, he's had a, a little bit of a roller coaster of a career. Seems like he could be pretty good opposition, and sometimes it just doesn't go that way. But that's a good pick-me-up fight for Keith Thurman for, you know, we're talking about a guy who hasn't fought, you know, close to two years coming off being pussy with and having a, 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 a elbow injury that was a, that required surgery. So that one also I look forward to. Um, uh, Danny Garcia against Adrian Granados, you know, uh, Chicago versus Philly. We know that Granados is a, a game fighter who is not going to be caught running. So I expect a knockout in that fight for Danny Garcia, just based off the way that, uh, Adrian Granados fights. He's a tough guy, uh, who, you know, leaves it all in the ring. Um, some people would say C level competition, but I give him a B level of opposition when it comes to Granados. He's a tough, he's a tough customer in there. So I like that fight also. And um, you know, it's just hard for me to get up on you know the the whole idea of of uh, the the pay per view fight being uh, anything more than a cash out, you know, for 
for basically what I think Mikey Garcia is doing. There's uh, uh, Robert Garcia has come out and said that, you know, we're looking forward to a fight down the road with Lomachenko, and he said, quote-unquote, it's going to be there, regardless of what happens between Spence and Garcia, which Spence is obviously going to whoop his ass. So that just goes to tell me the underlying meaning behind it, reading between the lines, seeing between the, or seeing through the myth that, yeah, we're going to get this fight, pay-per-view, get our name out there against a tough guy like Spence. We're both going to get some notoriety, make some waves, maybe go viral with the way the finish will be, but it's not going to derail Mikey's uh, – um, it's not going to derail what Mikey does at the weight classes lower that he kind of sharks around. Because even if Mikey gets knocked out by Spence, maybe that will entice uh, Lomachenko to get in the ring with him, thinking he could finish him off, you know. But I still think even if he did lose by knockout to Earl Spence, he'll still get in the ring and beat the shit out of Lomachenko, 100%. So it's just a, it's just a down-the-road type of a picture for Garcia. Not mad at that. But I just don't think there's no way in hell that it's anywhere near a competitive fight. I mean, it might be competitive for three rounds at the most, I think. But Earl Spence is just going to break him down. And um, it's it's uh, it's crazy how stupid Mikey Garcia is allowing himself to be getting in a fight with Earl Spence like this. But it's a good fight for Spence. He'll get a, you know, take out Mikey Garcia, a guy who people put on the mythological uh, pound-for-pound rankings as far as Garcia being number three. I understand how... Some people might think that, but, you know, you're talking about Bud and Lomachenko, one and two. I think that uh, Canelo has to be three, and four would definitely have to be uh, the man who we just talked about on Monday being Alexander Usyk because of everything he's accomplished, especially knocking out Tony Bellew. Hard for me to put Mikey Garcia ahead of Usyk and or Canelo hard for me to put him in that top three ranking, but if you want to talk four, about four division champ, I think. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just can't do it. He's not more accomplished than Canelo. Canelo's Mexican. Um, you know, uh, when you beat up all these little guys and, and, and things like that, yeah, you know, you, you get some, you get some clout, I guess, but, um, but Usyk definitely, and Usyk could be up there for three over Canelo. So three or four, I just think you have to have Canelo inside that five. And if you talk about five out there, I think five might have to be Anthony Joshua. So Mikey Garcia might be six or might be seven on my top ten pound for pound ranking list. Um, you know, and that's a that's a Mikey yeah. for Mikey. You know, so um, I, I think he's overrated as far as what everybody thinks how good he is. He's definitely got talent and skill. But is he the, the goods in the whole package? I don't think so. Well, I mean, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But uh, we forgot. I, I didn't mention two you know things. Uh, Leo, Leo Santa Cruz has a, uh, putting this WBA super, well, uh, his super featherweight title up against uh, Miguel Flores and uh, Lamont Peterson uh, fighting Sergey Limpinitz for for nothing. So there's a few other fights, man. But so they had the big thing, man. I don't know if you saw the um any of the press conference that they had. Uh thought it was pretty good. Everybody was talking. Uh Spitz told uh, Thurman, you know, that uh 
every time they want to fight, he gets hurt and he'll never, he's going to always be injured when it's time to fight him and that they'll never fight. You know, Keith Thurman laughed it off. Um, Danny Garcia was there. Uh, did you see any of that? It was looked like it was pretty, pretty good time. I, I, I watched the whole thing. I thought it was pretty cool. It was the uh, press conference, the box press conference where they they announced they announced oh. the fights and they had all the fighters there. Oh, and Keith Thurman yeah. was talking and Spence was like, uh, you know, somebody asked Spence why they asked somebody something uh, and 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 Spence was like, you know, when it comes to Keith Thurman, he's always injured when I fight, when I when it's time to fight me, he's gonna always be injured and we're probably never gonna fight because of his injury. But everybody was sort of big enough, <laughs> Mikey, for taking uh you know, for taking the taking that challenge. But uh people wanted Porter. You know, it's it was it's just funny that, you know, they got Spitz who's calling these guys out and they're on the other side and then right beside him is the little dude who the who he has to fight because of these guys won't fight him. So it was a little funny thing. They had Danny to the side, way off to the side because he, he's unimportant. Uh, but they asked everybody a few questions, and they then uh, they did the little they did the little punch out the punch thing, you know, where you do the uh, see how hard you punch. And Leo Santa Cruz punched harder than uh, Danny Garcia, so just you know just <laughs> just realize that. Yeah, you're just you're just going after Danny Garcia haters always is the, the the leader of the Danny Garcia hate club. Ain't nobody out there doing bigger bigger numbers than Garcia, including Earl Spence, because he's just a. Uh, hey, I'm from Dallas, Texas, man. Man down. I beat Chris Nigeria. I beat. I I I, I tell him took him to date water. Uh, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, but you know, I, I'm Dallas, Texas, man. I'm trying to got this. You know, hey. Jerry Jones. <laughs> hey, since, hey, since you're going, since you're trying to steal steal my man JP's uh my man JP's impression, man. I, my bad, JP. I see you've been on. I've been on the uh, the other page, but let's take it. Let's take it to my man, JP, out there. JP, what's popping, my dude? Yeah, let's go to JP. Say how you doing, man? Hey, this is Mikey Garcia, and I just want to thank everybody. And I just want to. I want to go for it. You know, I wanted to be the best, and I tried tonight, but yeah. I fell short. I, I thank everybody short, for man. coming out. Everything for coming out. Everybody for supporting my man Mike Garcia. <laughs> we out here, we out here making big money. I mean, putting the show on for the fan, but he's a hell of a fighter, man. And you know what time it is, man down, man. So you know, uh, we just keep it pushing. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> that was great. And, <laughs> and we did not rehearse, by the way. But, did um, not. <laughs> that was great, but man. I'm I'm looking at the little schedule we got here, and I'm fucking excited. You know what I mean? Um, I think we got some, and I think uh, I want to mention, man, it's been a lot of criticism. It's been a lot of, you, you've had lawsuits thrown this man's way. Uh, this thing has been projected to fail a million times over. But I think we're seeing the culmination of the great, brilliant Al Heyman's project here. And so what we have, what I'm told that we're going to have is like a series, like a weekly series. 
But, you know, when you when you were thinking about that and you heard it, you was like, how? You know, well, all, the, all we know is Garcia, Porter, Keith, uh, you know. But when you look at this thing, there are intriguing style matchups just to start with Yuzatagi uh, and Caleb Plant. So you have a fucking high-level brawler, high-volume, an elite-level brawler, at least in my estimation, and then you got one of the prettiest damn boxers out there in Caleb Plant. So we got to see what style prevails. So it's compelling. It's like so. It looks to me like they're doing things that's going to look like stories, but fights. Um, and I think this is their mission. Um, it's always good to see Santa Cruz. I'm not really familiar. Well, look, good to have Keith back. Jose Cito Lopez, goddamn. I mean, I thought he had been retired. I, I don't know where they dug him up, but hey, you know, his name has some notoriety. Um, Miguel Flores and Santa Cruz, look, I don't know who Flores is. I'm not that familiar with him. But Santa Cruz, it's always great to see Santa Cruz. He's one of the more aesthetically pleasing fighters, in my estimation. Love seeing him shake his wrist. Just telling everybody I'm about to fucking punch, but nobody seems to. I don't know what that little twitch is about. I, I love it. You know what I mean? Uh, fight I hate on the lineup. I don't want to see these fucking Darrell brothers. I cannot stand them. But if I got to tolerate yeah, a Darrell, if I got to tolerate a Darrell, I'll take Anthony. But I cannot stand either, I'm telling you. Um, poor Sean Porter. You know, they keep throwing that guy in a fucking in a grinder, dude. I mean, this guy's. I mean, I mean, you guys, that's going to be a tough out. You know, either way, if Porter wins, I'm not predicting a winner or not. But either way, for either guy, it's going to be a tough out. Now, you'd argue that Porter, you know, with his resume, what he's accomplished, it's about time Sean have him an easy fight. But I think Sean's easy fight was Granados, and that wasn't easy. So, Sean, back at it. Back at it in another great stylistic fight. Great stylistically, you know, um, you got, you know, Sean, you got you guys, both these guys hungry. You guys, you would think it's hungry-er, but Porter, we know, is just a hungry bastard who feels like he's been underappreciated and is not going to go out easily. So, and it's going to be some hard punching in that fight. I'm excited for it. Errol Spence, Mikey Garcia, what else could be yeah. said? You know, we all know, um, <clears throat> I think it's more like R.C. is saying, I'll add this. It's like he couldn't he couldn't lose to Lomachenko and then still have the arrow the arrow fight because he could possibly lose in terrible fashion to Lomachenko and then of course his his status his cachet goes down and so then it's no there's no arrow fight now Mikey get out here he do good for six seven eight rounds maybe even make the bell. Fucking, he maybe gets dominated. Maybe they throw in that towel because it ain't gonna be no knockout. It's gonna be a towel being thrown in, if anything. And then the Lomachenko fight's still alive. So you have to take the big one before you get. You got to take the major before the minor. Uh, we got to look at Lamont Peterson. Those are another pair of brothers I never want to see again. The Petersons. But um, I'll take Lamont and Lipinets. That should be competitive. Very competitive. You got two guys that are gonna hustle. Unless, but you never know what kind of Lamont you see. That motherfucker be looking like the most depressed boxer with waves I ever seen in my life. I mean, he's the rippedest, <laughs> most depressed boxer with waves I ever seen. The nigga's ripped though. 
But um, then you go on down, Caleb Truex, now Mr. Mr. Overachiever, and then you got Quillen on the comeback. You know, big money Pete. I, that's what I call him. I met the nigga in Vegas. He was like, I'm like, nigga, you just got knocked out. You know, you're acting like this. But, um, you know, and we're trying to see if Peter can, is, was he ever anything is my question. You know, and he's trying to prove that he is something. He's taking a slow comeback to get here, and that's cool. And that's what he should have done. But we're going to see if he was ever anything. I think we could have been been under some smoke and mirrors there. And uh, Danny Garcia Granados, and like RC said, uh, Adrian, you know, he ain't going to bow down. Danny, you know, he got to be coming in hungry. I'm sure this purse is going to be the lowest purse he's seen in a while. So Danny's not dancing in the millions no yep. more. You know what I mean? Danny probably get about a 500K check here. You know what I mean? Danny's not seeing that million-dollar payday. And so, and if he loses or doesn't look impressive, and what just hard – shit, has anyone looked impressive against Granados? You know, Granados, for a guy with so many L's on his record, I think I, I, somebody can do the, uh, do the box rec. But I, I know that Granados may have over five, six, maybe, you know, five, about five losses by now, but is one of the most competitive motherfuckers ever with five losses. You know, this yep. is some old throwback type of shit. So excited for it, to say the least, fellas. Had to call in. I'm glad I caught y'all, though. <laughs> no, nah, we appreciate it. Hey, out of the out of the fights this weekend, uh, I sent the fights on Saturday where uh, C, C, uh, C, uh, about a C talent, and maybe it can be a, a, a C-plus type of night because they, they might be competitive, but probably not a bunch of bums. But I'm looking forward to this Maurice Taylor versus uh, my man Saucedo from OKC. I think that's going to be the fight of the weekend. You got any, uh, any comments on, on that fight? Nah, man, not familiar with either, bro. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, it is for it is for one of uh, Crawford. I, uh, last time we saw Hooker, he was fighting. He went over there and whooped Terry Flanagan's ass for one of uh, – Crawford's uh, vacant belt. So he's got a belt. And Saucedo, when I saw him, he's a blood gut Mexican guy, undefeated young cat from Oklahoma City. And, there, you know, Dallas is probably like an hour, hour and a half from Oklahoma City. So I think it's about to, it's going to be hype, which I, I probably should have got down there. That's what I'm thinking. But Friday's a I wonder but, why uh, anyone from Dallas would go to Oklahoma, though. Well, the casino is on the way there, too. So... That's where a lot of people get their gambling on out there, right right at the border of Oklahoma. But, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you calling in, uh, JP. Always good to hear from you. Uh, I think that's probably all we got for today. Uh, RC, you want to wrap anything up before we get out of here? Uh, not much, man. Uh, no, not really. Um, be looking forward to the fights coming up this weekend and all that good stuff. And, um Shit, it's always good uh, coming out here talking about this sport, man. And uh, JP, shout out to you. Really good uh, little impressions we did there, putting on the match from both guys. And I think uh, well, everything will be coming to, to to fruition soon enough. And that's how I'll leave it. All right, that's a bit, man. Hey, want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, people that reached out, people that's fucking with us, people that ain't fucking with us, we fucking with y'all. Um, Share, comment, do all that good stuff. Make sure y'all listen to the relatively uh, fat and black podcast with my man JP. 
He's out there doing yes, the same sir. thing on, on the same thing. He's blog talk. He's iTunes. We're all that good stuff. So, yeah, make sure y'all fuck with us. Um, yeah, outside of the boxing podcast midweek, we out this thing.